0: Mama. Maman. Mom. Mommy. Mommy. This is Mother Mine Reflections on Our Mothers and How They've Shaped Us. 29. Space.
1: I remember I was 14 in high school and I was having a birthday party. <laughs> and, you know, usually when. There's a party and it's chaperoned by parents, like, you know, it's an automatic kind of turn off. People are like, oh, God, parents are going to be there. We're not going to be able to do anything. But like going into my senior year of high school, people were still talking about how much fun they had at that party. And mind you, mom was upstairs along with like hella other parents. Like she invited other parents to come and she got to know them and they they themselves were having their own little party upstairs. So I don't know what it is like. She just has this energy that you know makes you feel welcome. No questions asked. You know, no, no need to prove yourself. You know, it's like a very come as you are type of energy. She grew up playing piano, so we had an old piano. At that point, she was practicing Buddhism, so we had, like, what's called a butsudan in our living room. And, you know, floor-to-ceiling bookshelves of all her books from her program. And I feel like just inside of our apartment, like, regardless of all the sh- happening outside, you know, violence or pain or struggle that, like, many of our neighbors were facing, like, inside our place it was just always a like a sanctuary you know and I feel like a lot of my friends liked coming over because of that everywhere I've gone everywhere I've lived whether it's a freaking dorm room or like a apartment I've always put in a lot of effort to make it feel kind of warm you know I'm not like the most artsy person so my decorations might be a little kitschy or not fully put together, but I think that something that people always say whenever they come over, no matter where I've lived, is that like it, you know it feels warm and inviting. Growing up, it was me, her, and my younger brother, and we were like the three musketeers. We spent a lot of time in the car because we lived in the suburbs. She commuted, we commuted to school. And so that kind of became like a special place where we listened to music together, where we had like kind of inside jokes. So, you know, when you're driving like in a tunnel, we used to do this thing, uh, the three of us. So we'd drive through a tunnel, um, not a long tunnel, and the three of us would just scream. We'd be like and we'd hold it for as long as we could. Our goal was to basically hold, you know, to do that little like yell for like the duration of getting through the tunnel. And it's something that we still actually do. The rare moments where the three of us are together, we do do that. But whenever I go through tunnels and cities, you know, like kind of longer tunnels, I have like lots of lights in them. So I'm not talking about like quaint little tunnels. I'm talking about like, you know, municipal tunnels, I guess. I still do that, like, just even if it's silently, like, in my own mind. (laughs) There was a point, I think, where she wanted to name me Chelsea after Chelsea Clinton, which I think indicates to me that maybe she wanted me to be, like, you know, first daughter caliber (laughs) type of person. You know, I, I think she's always had aspirations of me in... Honestly, like, you know, elite spaces and spaces of, like, prestige. And for the most part, I fulfilled that. I'm Ivy League educated and, you know, everything that comes with that, uh, for better or for worse. I grew up with her taking us to, like, museums, right? And, you know, we lived in the D.C. area, so... You know, we had the Smithsonian and all that stuff was free, thank God. But, you know, she she was, like, the sole parent on my block who was doing that stuff on a regular basis. You know, she had us in, like, extracurriculars when we were young. You know, she had my, my brother in chess club, you know, like, even though he <laughs> didn't really like it. So she inherited kind of, like, a waspy approach to child rearing that didn't really apply in any other domain besides like academics and like achievement right like every other domain she was like just like a free lady but there was some certain things that she clung to and I think because of the life trajectory of others in my family recently she has been questioning those assumptions and questioning like the extent to which she's kind of maybe put pressure on her kids to fulfill those assumptions and to fulfill those those expectations. But I don't think she's mad that, you know, I'm avidly educated. I don't think she's mad that I am where I am. For better or worse, I'm very self-reliant. I'm very independent and not because she wasn't there for me, but again because like I, I think I was following her example. And maybe because subconsciously I did realize that like at a young age I needed to be, you know, that I needed to basically kind of emotionally and mentally and you know, academically and otherwise kind of have myself together. Like maybe there was a part of me that felt like she she actually maybe couldn't be there for me and I just needed to grow up in that way. And that's an experience she had when she was a kid too. You know, she, for various reasons, had to grow up very fast and take care of herself very fast because the caretakers in her life were not really caretakers. So I think because of her, I value and I center self-reliance and independence. I think my mom sees me as highly self-sufficient, which I am. And so maybe, you know, she's just because she's never really had to worry about me. She just doesn't maybe think that she has to give me that level of emotional attention. But sometimes I really ache for it. You know, sometimes I wish she would kind of like look at me directly and see me and not just see the things I've been able to achieve, but see all the ways that like I still want to grow and see all the ways that I feel lost. And I wish she could pick up like when I'm in pain or when I'm confused. Or when I just need a nice, like, cocktail of, like, guidance and tenderness. When I was in college and I was kind of starting a relationship with my current partner and she was also starting a relationship with her current partner and... You know, I think it was interesting because we had a lot of the same questions. (laughs) And I think at that point, I was old enough to realize like, oh, you know, my mom has a lot of the same questions that I do about how relationships work. And mind you, you know, she's my mom and she's she's been married and she's been divorced. She's kind of had boyfriends. But, you know, my brother and I may or may not have sabotaged those relationships going up and so i think that was maybe a time when i i was like oh you know she's she's got needs too she wants love she wants partnership she wants affection not only does she want it she might even need these things So today I called her at like 10 a.m. She didn't answer. And usually she's busy on the weekend. So I was like, all right, she'll call me back whenever she's ready. This biddy didn't call me back till like six. And she was a little standoffish with me when I got on the phone. I was like, yo, what's up? Long story short, she was like, well, I was expecting you to call back. And I was like, wait, I called you at 10. You didn't answer. And I didn't give you enough, what, aggressive Mother's Day energy. (laughs) So now you're like a little annoyed with me. (laughs) She's like, yeah, you could have like called me back again and like send me a little like happy Mother's Day bitmoji. She's like, you know, I know it's stupid, but it's what I need. And I'm like, okay, you know, (laughs) I guess this is what you need. I'm seeing all the ways that she's maybe changing and, and actually just talking now out loud about this is making me realize that like, You know, she is aging, and as she ages, her needs will change. And I need to maybe think about what that means for how I relate to her as a daughter.
0: Thank you for listening to Mother Mind. Today we have a special message from Alicia, one of our Kickstarter backers, to her mother Jenny. Alicia says... Thank you for always holding space for feelings, both big and small, for encouraging my siblings and me to follow our hearts wherever they may take us, and for sprinkling love into every dish you cook and every room you walk into. And thank you to Alicia for her generous support of the Mother Mind Project. I'd like to say a huge thank you to all of our contributors. If you'd like to submit your thoughts about your mother, we'd love to hear from you. Just visit ourmothersourselves.com. That's ourmothersourselves.com. And click on Mother Mind for details of how to participate. There will also be a link in the show notes. I'd like to say a huge thank you to each and every one of our Kickstarter backers. Your generous contributions have made Mother Mind possible, and I am so grateful. Mother Mind is created by me, Katie Semro, and produced in conjunction with Our Mothers Ourselves.
1: Noches, mi amor, duerme
0: bajo el rosal con las manos.